It's a brand new year, which means we are all super pumped to set goals and accomplish new things and become better people and change every tiny little aspect of our lives and blah, blah, blah. Good for us. For me, that usually means reading goals. Today, we're going to talk about some of my reading resolutions, and we're going to discuss why we do or do not set reading goals. Kim here, welcome to me and my books. It's the beginning of the year, so resolutions are the talk of the town. I figured we may as well talk about some reading resolutions. I am a big fan of reading plans and reading goals and trying to sort of map what I'm going to be reading uh, on a yearly basis. I don't usually do quarterly or monthly really reading goals. I am more of a yearly, hey, this is the overall reading theme that we want to go for this year. This is how I want to take my bookish life to the next level. It just I, you know, Every year I go and I, I sit down and, and map out kind of how I want to approach reading this year. And we're going to get into all of my specific reading goals a little later. Um, but first of all, I kind of just wanted to ask you, do you make reading resolutions? Do you set goals for yourself in terms of what you're going to be reading and how much you're going to be reading and and how you're going to be reading in general? Like I said, I'm a big fan of setting reading goals for some very specific reasons. First of all, I'm a writer, so um, reading is a really big part of being that. It's important to be reading if you're writing. That's, that's how you become a better writer. And one of my reading goals last year was to treat reading like it's my job, because it is my job. And I just wasn't prioritizing it enough. Like, I really, I realized that, and, and I needed to change. And I really improved dramatically in, in terms of making reading a priority over 2017. And I'm quite impressed, if I do say so myself. Trying not to break my arm, patting myself on the back. Um, but I read a lot and I read some good stuff and I stuck with my goals pretty well last year and yay, super duper. But I am a writer and it's important for me to be reading. So one of the ways to keep me reading and to keep me reading the way I need to be reading is to set goals and to make a plan. It's just that that's just how you make that happen. Another reason I am a big fan of the reading resolutions slash reading goals uh, is because it helps keep me motivated. I really find that when I have a direction of, of what I'm reading in terms of genre and things like that, it's easier for me to pick up a book. If I'm not really like feeling like reading, it's a lot easier to force it upon myself when I'm not in the best of moods if I don't have to sit there and make the decision of what to read. So if I'm like, okay, this year I'm reading science fiction, I have a pile of science fiction books. It's a lot easier to pick one up than to sit there and go, I should read, but I don't know what I want to read. So now not only do I have to put energy into reading, I also have to put a crap ton of energy into choosing what to read, which is really overwhelming sometimes when you're lazy. I feel like having goals in a plan erases that extra step that I have to take and makes it a little easier to actually read. Along the lines of motivation, I also think that having some reading plans keeps reading slumps away. I only had one reading slump last year, and it wasn't until the very end of the year when 
I got really busy and things were happening. And so it was more like November that I really didn't read anything. But until then, I was pretty set. I kind of knew where I was going. I knew what was going to be next. I knew what I wanted to look into to read because I had direction and because I kind of had this little map to follow of what I wanted to read and 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 it just made it easier for me to not get in that reading slump of oh I don't know what to read and and a book hangover and I'm just not really sure where to go from here I had the plan so like that didn't happen because I knew what was next on the docket. And it's not like I set a huge like yearly TBR. It's not like I know exactly what I'm going to read for the entire year and everything's perfectly picked out or anything like that. I just have more of a direction on what to choose from. It's just less overwhelming. So it helps uh, keep the slumps away because you're not looking at every book ever written and trying to pick one. You kind of have more of a narrowed down pile to choose from, which is much, much easier and, and just it keeps the slump at bay is, is the best way that I can kind of describe it. I guess my last reason for setting reading goals is the fact that it makes me a better reader and, in effect, a better person. Because I feel like we can all agree that reading makes you a better human being. I'll advocate for that until the day I die because I just fully believe that. I think that reading opens up your mind a little bit can teach you things, can help you see the world better and all that jazz. So I am a big fan of the reading resolutions because it just, it helps me to become a better reader. Mostly because I usually choose sort of goals that are a little bit of a challenge. I mean, I'm, I'm not like setting these huge lofty, like read 500 books about the American Revolution sort of goals. It's it's more of like reading things outside my comfort zone or reading more of a genre that I don't normally reach for and just some goals that push me a little bit to help me become a better reader and that help broaden my horizons and open my eyes a little more and just making me a better person all the way around. So I think that's one of the main reasons I like to set reading goals is because it helps me become a better reader and, like I said, a better human being. On the flip side, I totally 100% understand why people would not want to set reading goals. I have a mad respect for those who can read 100 books a year just flying by the seat of their pants. Like, I'm so jealous that you can do that because I... I don't know. I guess I don't have the self-discipline to like keep going if I don't have some sort of mapped out reason to keep going. Sometimes like I love reading, so it's it's a little less with reading, but just in life in general, if I don't really have like a plan or a direction, it's very hard for me to be a self-starter and sometimes to keep reading when you're in a slump or not feeling motivated. It's not great when you're not a self-starter. You have a problem. So I I just have so much respect for people that can read a hundred plus books a year without any sort of plan for it that are just people that the, there are readers that can grab a book and read and just keep doing that without saying hey I should read this hey maybe I should try that or you know they just go and do they, they don't have to have any sort of inner voice telling them here's what you might want to consider choosing from. They just go choose and they just go do and it's amazing. And like I said, I'm super jealous and have some mad respect 
for readers that totally fly by the seat of their pants is awesome. So I get that. Like, I get why people would not want to set a goal because that can be kind of stifling. That can be inhibiting if you want to read science fiction, but you set a reading goal to only read historical romance. You know, you're going to have that weird reader guilt of, oh, I really shouldn't be reading this kind of thing, um, which is silly. Like, read what you want always. But like, it's just funny how we put these weird pressures on ourselves and things like that. And so for the people that that don't like that pressure and that don't like the reader guilt, I totally get not setting reading goals. I totally understand just letting the wind take you to whatever book it is you need to get to. Like you, you can just follow your heart and read whatever. And I love that. And, and like I said, I wish I could do that. I wish I had the self-discipline to, to be able to read a bunch of books without having, um, this like person in my mind sort of telling me to read certain things and things like that. But I, like I said, um, I totally get people who don't like to set reading goals. So let me know if you're a reading goal setter or if setting goals for your reading is just a nope all the way around. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But like I said, I have to organize myself and make a plan. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a neurotic person, though. So over planning is just sort of expected in my life. All of that being said, what are my reading goals for this year? I'm glad you asked. Real quick, though, before I reveal all my evil plans, I do want to mention the book Kevin. Kevin is the science fiction dystopian novella written by yours truly. It's available on Amazon, and you can use the link in the show notes to get yourself a copy. Show notes and links can be found at mediastrange.com slash kimherewithbooks. If you're listening on Anchor, you can just click the link in the title. Otherwise, type it, type it right up there in your address bar, and it'll take you right to all the show notes and the latest episodes and the library of episodes and anything else you may need. Alrighty, here are my reading plans for 2018. The first goal I have for 2018, and by far I think the biggest goal for 2018 for me, is to read more new releases. Uh, part of this is sort of like a content strategy, and part of this is a me broadening my horizon sort of thing, because I tend to reach for older books. Um, I like classics a lot and things like that. And I like to read well-known things that I haven't read yet. Yeah, new releases. It's kind of on this idea of relevancy a little bit. Um, I have started a bookish podcast. You're listening to it right now. Well done, you. Thank you. But I figured if we are starting this new podcast, a really good way and a, a thing people need are book reviews. And I will be doing book reviews. There's one coming up very shortly. But I felt like it might be nice to be incredibly relevant. And to do so would mean to read the new things that are coming out. You can find reviews of books that have been out. They're all over the place. And of course, there are tons of reviews for new things. Like that's kind of the point when a new book comes out is to have a bunch of reviews with it. But I just kind of feel like from a very nerdy content creator standpoint, reading brand new things is a way to be discovered. It's a way to, uh, like I said, be relevant. It, it's a way to bring in an audience. It's It's a way to grow this podcast in the way I would like it to grow. And I also feel like reading new releases is a way to um, better myself as a writer because I read all these older sorts of things, which is great and that's awesome. But reading the new stuff that's coming out 
as I have new stuff coming out, just kind of sort of makes sense for me. It's like, what's going on right now? Not what was going on 10 years ago. So it all boils down to relevancy, really. And it's kind of exciting because I get to like pre-order books, which I don't usually do. And I get to have books delivered to me, which I don't usually do because I'm a big like thrift store shopper for books. Unfortunately, though, this goal is going to uh, quadruple the amount of money I spend on books, at the very least, probably more than that. You know, when you go from spending 50 cents a book to spending $15 a book, at least, um, it's a little painful. Like, I'm not gonna lie. That's very hard to swallow. Thankfully, my other reading goals will be able to be library and thrift store finds, so that's a yay. But it's kind of a funny thing that I accidentally did when I was like, awesome, we're going to read all these new releases. And then I had to completely work that into my 2018 budget for everything. And so it's kind of funny. But uh, yeah, so while that is quite the chunk out of my bank account, I am very excited because um, it's fun to like talk about what's new and what's just come out and this exciting sort of new release energy that is really fun and cool and um i'm very excited so new releases is my first bookish goal of 2018. in 2018 i'm also going to participate in my very first reading challenge i have never done any of those um book blog booktube group sort of um reading challenges where you know each month you have to pick a certain book based on a certain something i came upon one in a facebook group i'm in uh, a couple weeks ago and I really liked the themes of it. I thought it was exciting and I thought it might be kind of fun to really connect with the people in this group that are um, doing this reading challenge. And so, yeah, I will be participating in the Literary Feast reading challenge. The Literary Feast is a book blog that is wonderful and I highly recommend you check it out. I'm just very excited because it's it's really cool and it's really exciting. Like um, January's book is to read a book from the year you were born. So um, I'm a slightly not young person and I was born in 1985. So I got to like sit there and scroll through Goodreads and at all these books that were published in 1985, which was really cool. I, in case you were wondering, I did select Contact by Carl Sagan because I am a total space nerd, like NASA, space, planetary sciences, all that really fun stuff. I just love it. I am such a sucker for it. I <laughs> I love it. I have watched Cosmos, um, the series, more than once on Netflix, and I, I'm just a big fan of outer space, okay? And I thought Contact would be the perfect book. I've seen the movie, liked a lot of things about the movie, and I've also, <laughs> nerd alert, visited the very large array in New Mexico, which is the big, huge field that is full of radio telescopes, those big satellite dish looking things that they use in the movie Contact. Uh, husband and I took a trip out there last year just to see that. Like that was the basis of the trip. We wanted to see that. And then we made a whole trip around it and like visited Roswell and the aliens and all that fun stuff. But it was really cool to see. And I'm very excited to read Contact. I'm very excited to like read this book. And I was excited that this challenge like kind of opened my eyes to these really cool books that were published in the year I was born. I don't have it right in front of me and I really should read the whole challenge out, but I might make a whole separate podcast episode on my kind of TBR for that. I have my books selected through April. So I know what I'm going to read 
I know at least one book a month that I'll be reading um, for the Literary Feast reading challenge. And I'm very excited. So like I said, the link for that will be in the show notes slash description if that is something you may be interested in. I highly recommend it. We got a really cool Facebook group going on um, and it's just big fun and readers connecting and, and reading outside our comfort zones. And it's just really cool. So I am very excited for that. I did set a Goodreads reading challenge goal. I'm sure most of you are familiar with goodreads.com and they over there have the reading challenge where you select how many books you want to read for the year. I set a goal mainly because um, it's nice to push myself a little bit with a specific number of books to read, although I do set the bar fairly low for myself. Um, I like to feel good when I smash a goal out of the park and... <laughs> I, you know, that sort of inflated confidence that comes with setting the expectations really low and then killing it. I'm fine with it. It's, I can use the confidence. It's great. Um, I did set my goal at 30 books for the year. So I do want to read at least 30 books this year. That is the same number I had for last year. And last year I closed the year out at 44 books. I want to say there were a couple I couldn't log into Goodreads because they were um, indie published and not on Goodreads, um, which is one of my issues with Goodreads because they're not very nice to indie authors and it drives me crazy. But I I did um, kill the goal. Would have liked to read a little more last year, but I mean, don't we say that every year, no matter what the outcome. So, uh, but yes, I do have a Goodreads goal of 30 books. Um, I also like how they keep track of your books and you can look back at the end of the year of your year in books and you kind of see the longest book you read and the, and the shortest book you read and the average review you gave and all these cool statistics that are just fun to see and to look back. And, and so I like that. So I like doing the reading challenge for those two reasons, because it does push me a little bit and, you know, it's nice to set a, a sort of specific number and then totally knock it out of the park. Um, and because I like how it keeps track of what you read and it's fun to see. And, and so, yeah, 30 books this year is my plan. I hopefully will read more than that. But that is the bare minimum that I would like to read this year. My very last goal is going to sound terrible, but it is what it is. We're, okay, we're just going with it. Sure, whatever. Okay, so my last goal the bookish goal is more along the lines of reviews, not more along the lines. It is. It's totally about reviews. It's not actually about reading. But that goal is to be meaner in book reviews. <laughs> I've mentioned once or twice that I am indeed a writer. And so it's very hard for me sometimes to leave like a scathing review on a book because I know what it's like to write a book. And I know how hard it is to read a review of your book that is less than agreeable. It just, oh, it just sucks, you guys. It sucks so bad to read a bad review of your book. It's just the worst feeling in the world. And it's so sad and heartbreaking. And I hate that. And I never want to be someone that inflicts that pain upon another author. Like, I just feel like it's such a betrayal <laughs> to my people, which is so ridiculous because book reviews are like 100% opinion. And it's like, how do you even, oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I am very, very generous, um, especially on Goodreads with star ratings. And I have a whole rant about how I hate rating books with stars, but I am very generous on Goodreads with my star ratings uh, just because I don't 
ever really want to discourage people from reading a book. If I hated a book, I'm not going to go out and say, do not read this book, like save yourself because books are like so subjective and, and it's just not fair for me to say, I hated this book. Therefore the world should not have to deal with it. Like that's not fair. And so I don't like to really discourage people from reading a book if, just because I didn't like it. Uh, as a result, I often give things one or two more stars than maybe I should. And I also um, don't say the things that I should say about it. When I used to do book review videos, I I was honest. Like I never lied about it or said it was better than it was or anything like that. I just really uh, reeled in my negative things that I had to say about it. I was very careful and tried not to harp on the negative things and, and the, the cons versus the pros. I tried really hard to talk more about what I liked and then just sort of briefly mention what I didn't like. Um, and I just, I need to not do that. I need to be a lot more brutally honest with my book reviews. I need to just be uh, braver, I guess. I don't know. I, I need to... I need to be more honest about it. I need to, if a book is not good, according to me, I need to say, according to me, this book is not good. And I need to just bite that bullet and say the words and uh, hopefully not anger too many people or break hearts because, oh, that's not the business I want to be in. Yeah. So being a little more blunt and honest in book reviews when I do not like a book is a very big goal I have this year for my bookish life, for my reading, for my, well, for this podcast too, because, um, you know, you, you go to book reviews because you want people's opinions and it's only fair that I give my opinion and I need to do that. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be more honest in book reviews and try to rate them on Goodreads with stars accordingly, even though, like I said before, I really hate stars. Ugh, honesty. <laughs> Apparently it's the best policy. We're going to learn. And that is my master plan for 2018 reading. My first book review will be up very shortly, so please be watching for that. It will be a review of The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. I have a lot of things to say about it, and I just finished it last night. So I will be um, putting up a review of that very, very soon. Be watching. I am very excited for my reading goals. I feel like I've got some good direction. I have already got a giant pile of books sitting on my desk to be read um, as soon as possible. Awesome. Great. I am thoroughly enjoying pre-ordering books that aren't out yet. That's like super fun. And uh, hopefully I can snag some ARCs so that we can get some new releases read before they're even out so that we can be talking about them. Feel free to share this podcast episode with your fellow readers so we can all hang out on the internet together. Call in, comment, or social media me if you have any thoughts and feelings you'd like to share with the class. And until next time, book buddies, read on.